Hi, how you doing? Red Fred here. It's been a while since I did a podcast. I have been busy helping out a friend of mine. I am right now in Oklahoma. Been here for a little bit. God's good. God's good. God's good. God's good. So I'm coming on because, okay, I have been fellowshipping with a friend of mine, Travis Klingerman, and uh, we have been ministering together and we're getting ready to travel together. We're going to be going places. I think uh, the Philippines are on the list. We're starting a, uh, a GoFundMe situation where you can go and and put money towards what we're our cause is to go in. And pretty much this is what I want to talk about. What we both have been feeling and talking about for years now. And, you know, if you are a regular follower of my podcast, you will know that it's pretty much what I speak about in all aspects of what I do. So... It is yielding to the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to give you the insight that you need for your personal daily life. Your daily bread needs to come from the Holy Spirit and everything we need in life, He can give us wisdom about. He's given me wisdom about fasting and what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat and working out, and all kinds of stuff. Like, it's not like he doesn't have, he does not have a limitation of what he can speak into your life about. The only thing you need to do is yield to that. To pray in tongues, to pray in the Spirit, to pray with God and say, Lord, I love you, I love you, I love you. Help me with my unbelief. I, How do I do this? What do I do? What do I do about this? And just yield to that. Be still and know he is God. Listen for that still small voice. Say, Lord, teach me. Teach me how I need to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And he will shower so much love and wisdom and knowledge and understanding onto you that you won't be able to contain it. And so it's a lot about what we've been talking about here while I've been here and going to places and meeting with leaders and meeting with uh, other ministers and just fellowshipping with people. It's, it, I'm blessed. I am so blessed. It's a wonderful situation. Now listen, I am not saying that I am here because it is warm and sunny outside and back home it's middle of winter. I am not saying that. However, I will receive that as a blessing from God. I will receive that as a blessing from God. I thank you, Lord, that you sent me to a place that's warm in the winter. Hallelujah. Now, it's not perfect. It's, sometimes it's raining. Sometimes it's a little cooler. But it's not like it is back home in Ottawa. That is for true. Okay, so... I am myself and Travis and uh, probably a uh, another minister of our friend of ours named Drew. 
we might be traveling soon. Uh, we're hoping to raise the money. Now, Travis has been doing this himself uh, in the last little while. He used to do it a lot about 15 years ago, and the Lord called him to um, stop for a little while and focus on his family and focus on his businesses and that kind of stuff. And But now he feels the Lord, and his wife feels the Lord is calling him to step out and do more ministry stuff. And so not long ago, he went to the Philippines, him and Drew, and they did some wonderful work down there. And the, the Holy Spirit flew really, really nicely there. And people were moved and people cried. And it was a wonderful thing. People got healed. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. So he really feels like God is calling him to go back because they're, they're asking. There's actually quite a few places in the world that are asking for Travis to come. And uh, he wants uh, myself to go with him. And perhaps even Drew to go with him. Uh, he wants to have a team of people to go. Not just to for me to capture, but also to speak and to inform and to love on people. And yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a wonderful move of God. I think they're gonna we're gonna be blessed. So we'll see what happens. All I know is that we're seeking the Lord. Lord, Lord, we love you, we love you, we love you. Whatever your will is for our lives, you bring us to that place. You show us where to go. You show us how to get there. Lord, you put the, on the hearts of those who have the ability to provide the financing, to bring that fullness. Because we don't believe... In the last little while, Travis has been paying his own way for everything. And all the expenses have been on his lap. And uh, I don't feel that that's what God has wants him to do. And financially, he's not at that place where he can do that. But I believe that God wants to open this up for people to be able to bless into the ministry of being able to spread the gospel. The Holy Spirit gospel. Not a doctrine. Not a uh, theological discussion. Not a way of thinking, not a way of believing, but just the Holy Spirit, one-on-one, -on -one, individual uh, evangelism, individual ministry, individual laying on of hands and transporting them into a relationship with God in the Holy Spirit. The last thing we want is for you to get to heaven and God says, depart from me, I don't know you. How does he not know you or know you? It's not about the, the miracles because the Bible says you cast out demons in my name, you heal the sick in your name, I did this in your name. And he said, yes, but depart from me, I do not know you. Well, if that's the case, how does he know you? He knows you through the acts of the Holy Spirit. He knows you through that situation. Like, people talk about, okay, I need to be more walking in the fruits of, of the Holy Spirit, you know, love, patience, kindness, long suffering, all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, you have that wrong. You have that wrong. You don't need to do those things to be walking with the Holy Spirit. When you walk with the Holy Spirit, that is the fruits of that situation. So you become more loving, more caring, more thoughtful, uh, more patient, all those things, uh, self control. 
It's the last one on the list, but it's not the least important. All right? They're not in any kind of specific order. Now, the Bible just says the greatest of all these things is love. Okay. It is love. How do we love somebody? We just have to have self-control. We need to control our emotions, control the way we think, control the way we feel. It's like, like I was saying to Travis today, it's not a big surprise to me, now that I really dig into it, that the consequences of the sin of eating of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil is the fact that we believe that we can determine what is good and what is evil, what is right and what is wrong. We don't have that ability. We're not supposed to have that ability. Only God has that ability. So how do you do that? You yield to the Holy Spirit. Because you can be listening to somebody and you believe that they're good and they're telling the truth and they're in the right place. But the Holy Spirit can give you a check in your spirit saying, Oh, be careful. Be careful. I don't know if you should trust that person. And even though everybody else around you might be thinking, Oh, yeah, yeah. You might go, That's okay. For me, it's not something I should listen to. You yield to the Holy Spirit. It'll keep you safe. You don't have to judge. You don't have to figure out what's good, what's wrong, what's evil, what's bad. You don't have to do that. You just say, Lord, you say what is good. You say what is evil. You say what is right. You say what is wrong. And I will do and walk in that. Right? So, you do. You walk in what God says. Salud. Coffee. <laughs> you got to take your will and make it an offering. You make a good will offering. Your will be offered to God for your own good. When you yield your will and you go by what God says, that's what did Jesus say that he did? Never said anything the Father didn't say. Never did anything the Father didn't say to do. If Jesus himself took his own opinion and repressed it, for what God said. What are we supposed to do? People say, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Jesus would be led by the Holy Spirit. Led by God. That's what he did. And he was. That's what we're supposed to do. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Not by a man. Not by a woman. Not by a book. The Holy Spirit. What can you gain from a book? Knowledge. What do you gain from the Holy Spirit? Wisdom. You can know how God works. You can know what God said. You could know every single word in the Bible from front to back. Have them all memorized. All of it. What do you have? You know of God. But does God know you? You need to have a relationship. A relationship with God. You cry out to Him when you need help. You worship Him 
when you don't need help. You worship him when you need help. You talk to him daily. You ask for his advice about everything without ceasing. Lord, should I eat this? You know, it gets to the point where he will tell you. And if you do it anyways, he'll stop saying it to you. Because you're not listening anyway, so what's the point? But the reality is he wants you to seek him. Seek him. Seek him. I love God. I like coffee. If God said no more coffee, no more coffee. That's it. God said no more coffee, no more coffee. God, whenever I would fast something, I would say, Lord, what do you want me to fast? It was always dairy and sugar. So I would fast dairy and sugar. So I'd have my coffee black. Black coffee, black coffee. And I know that I know that I know. So I haven't had sugar in my coffee for a long time. A long time. Uh, I still put milk and stuff every, every once in a while. But if I feel like I'm getting a check in my spirit about it, I won't put it in. I'll just have it black. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. The point of this is to say this. You need to have a relationship with God. You need to yield to the Holy Spirit for guidance in your life. You don't know what you don't know. So how sometimes would you even have a clue on what to pray for you to get free from? You probably wouldn't. Unless gave you, unless God gave you like a word of knowledge about yourself and just gave you a revelation that this is an area you need to work on and then you pray towards that. Yeah, he could do that. He would do that. But what do you do when you don't know what to pray? Yield to the Holy Spirit. How do you yield to the Holy Spirit in that situation? I'll show you. It is... The simplest and most complex thing you'll ever do. If it comes easy to you, fantastic. If it does not, work on it. Work on it. But this is what you do when you don't know what to pray. Ready? Ready? <laughs> That's called praying in tongues. So what are you doing when you're praying in tongues? You are yielding to the unction of the Holy Spirit, which means I am not intellectually thinking about the words that are coming out of my mouth. They're just flowing through me, and they're coming out. I don't know what they mean. Sometimes you will, but I don't know what they mean. All I know is what is happening is it is the perfect prayer for what I need. There's a bunch of things that happen when you pray in tongues, but one of them is for your own self-edification, which means it takes that stuff that's underneath, 
brings it to the surface, so then God can then help you to release it from your body, release it from your spirit, release it from your life. It could be a struggle with weight. It could be a struggle with eating. It could be a struggle with anger. It could be a struggle with all kinds of things. And we don't know where it comes from. Maybe there was you got beat up as a kid and you had all kinds of insecurities and, and you became a bully because it was the, the safest way to protect yourself. I mean, you don't remember those things because of the hurt and whatever. It doesn't make a difference. You pray, how about and boom, God brings it up and out. And then all of a sudden you're set free. That's praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is critical for your growth and for even worshiping and praying. And, and sometimes we want to worship God. We don't have the words. We don't have the words. So you pray, like, gosh, somebody going to be there. Those are not words. Those are my hearts crying out to God. I have no idea what they are. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm singing. I'm worshiping God. That's what I'm doing. We need to release ourselves. We need to ignore this and pay attention to that. We need to ignore this and pay attention to that. God will give us wisdom and knowledge to get through what we need to get through. There's going to be times coming. I mean, times are going to be coming. People have been saying the end's near, the end's near. I have no idea when the end's near. It could be this year. It could be 300,000 years from now. I have no idea. And the Bible says we're not going to know. There might be ways to see, you know, because the wind's blowing in a certain direction. There's rumors of war. And war. The only person to know, even Jesus said, the only person who knows when the end's coming is God himself. So we don't know. But things are going to be happening. You need to pray. You need to know. It's like, okay, Lord, what should I do? Some uh, some politician wants me to believe this. What should I believe, Lord? No, don't believe that. This politician is saying this. But I don't like that guy. I don't like the way he sounds. I don't like the way he looks. But you're saying it's the right person? Okay, Lord. I'll, I'll, I'll vote for that person. Uh... Oh, I love the way this guy preaches. Lord, I like, I like the way he preaches this. You know, it's just like, don't listen to him. Don't go to that church. Oh, I don't, but I don't like that guy, Lord. I don't like the way he, uh, he, he has a weird accent or he has this or, you know, things are being interrupted because there's no uh, good timing of the service. Like, you know, his, his sermons can go on for, you know, more than an hour. It's just ridiculous. But that's where you want me to be? Okay, Lord. You need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I need to I I have I need money. I need money. What do I do? What do I do? How do I get money? How do I get money? And God will show you what you need to do. He'll show you what you maybe you think you need money, but you don't need money. What you need is to stop spending the money you have. 
God will show that to you. God will clear things up for you. There is a place of peace that you can get when you seek the Lord that no matter what you're in, you could be in another country with very little money in your pocket, not allowed to work, and I'm not, not allowed to make money, and I'm not, and yet feel like you're exactly where you need to be and doing exactly what you need to do. Yes, Lord. You get to a place like talking to somebody. You have a pretty good idea what God wants to say. But you don't practice it. You just sit in it. Like I'm telling you with this podcast and almost all of my podcasts that you've seen, I might have gotten a revelation from God that started the process off, but I don't have anything in writing. I don't have anything laid out. I don't have anything. I, I did not know that in the middle of this podcast, I would be singing in tongues until I got here and God's putting on my heart to do it, to show practically what it is it, I'm saying you should be doing. It's not an intellectual process. It's a practical acknowledgement of what you need to do. Yield to the Holy Ghost. Yield to the Holy Spirit. You, it is difficult sometimes to know the difference between you, God, Satan, or somebody else. All those things could be all in there. But when you yield to God and you feel his presence and you know his character and when that wisdom is dropped you know it's God. You know it's God. You just know it's God. I know that I know that I know that convincing somebody of God is not somebody, something I need to do. It may have been something that I used to do intellectually having an argument that would satisfy an intellectual mind that the probability of God being real is more probable than not. And I've had these discussions and I've discussed it with people and some people have come to the knowledge of Christ based on that. The reality is somebody else with a better argument, more eloquent words could lead them out of that understanding. However, I yield to the Holy Spirit. And I say, Lord, never mind my words. 
God, your presence. Your presence. You give that person revelation. You give that person revelation about who you are. You show them. You tell them you love them. You show them, Lord. Show them, Lord. Somebody could even get another. Just like me, when I first accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, it wasn't an intellectual process. God spoke to my heart and told me he was a father who loved me. God will speak to your heart and be what you need him to be. Know this. God doesn't have any grandchildren. Everybody who's accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior has a Father in heaven. I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you. I really do love you. I really do love you. Some of you out there I know. Some I don't. The fact that I know you or don't know you doesn't make any difference to me whatsoever. I love you. Why do I love you? I love you because he loves you. And the love that he has for you, he's put in me. My job is to bring it out. Does it benefit me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How does it benefit me? I get to feel the love that God has for you through me. I get to look. There's no eyes for me to look in here except for my own. I can see my own eyes. But there's no eyes for me to look into going, I love you. I love you. I love you. He loves you. I pray that you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and that you pray to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, set free, and allow God to be set upon you to give you what real love, compassion, freedom is. You know, I've always uh, said to God, I'm willing to die for you. If you want to send me somewhere where I need to die, I'm willing to do that. And I used to think how honorable that was that I felt that way. 
such a good guy, willing to die for God. <laughs> yeah. You know what God said to me? He said, that's nice. But I have something bigger I want to ask you to do. Whoa. Cool. What is it, Lord? I'll do whatever you need. I'll sacrifice whatever I need to sacrifice. He says, sacrifice you. How about you live for me instead of dying for me? Dying would be so much easier than living for you. So, to put to death my own opinions, put to death my own feelings, put to death my own uh, aspirations, push to death all of those things that I feel that I'm supposed to do. Instead of just doing those things, I have to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Who should I talk to? Lord, what do you have for me? What would you have me do? I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. That's what I do. Tell him I love him. I worship him. I sing in tongues. I pray in tongues. I just be still. Shut my mind down. Taking all thoughts into captivity. For God's sake. Be still and know that He is God. One of those things. This is the battlefield. Why is that the battlefield? Because we believe, we believe what we think, who we are, that we are. But we're not. We think that we think a certain way because we believe a certain way, but we don't. We say things that we were programmed to say by people who weren't certified to program us. We believe things that people have taught us that weren't qualified to teach us. We blame other people for making us feel this way or that way. If you're having a reaction to somebody or to something, it's something that's in here or in here. You can't make me angry. You can trigger something in me that causes anger to happen, but then I have a choice to either run with it or to rebuke it. Jesus himself had to show how powerful this was. And some of the apostles did as well. When Jesus was on the cross, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. 
He didn't have triggers. He didn't have any triggers. He dealt with everything as it came at him. He was tempted by everything at all times. And never sinned. Never developed triggers. Never developed resentments. Never developed anger. Did he get angry? Yes. Why? Because the father was angry with the situation. So he was manifesting what God was telling him to manifest. Are we to get angry sometimes? Yes. Why? Because you're a child and you're going to touch something hot and I need to get angry to get your attention. Is that personal? No. Is that a trigger? No. Is that correction? Yes. Do we all need it from time to time? Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. I love you, Lord. I love you, love you, love you, love you. I pray that you allow God to be God. That you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Oh, is that how it goes? Oh, no, no, no. Your Lord and Savior. Why is Lord first? Savior second. Maybe that's a type and shadow of how it's supposed to work. He becomes your Lord. You follow his instruction. And salvation comes out of that. Maybe. Yield to the Holy Spirit. We are all going to need it throughout life. If you're married, your wife is going to make you upset. Your husband is going to make you upset. And when it happens, if you're yielding to the Holy Spirit, what will happen? Well, God will go when you calm down, because He will not yell at you while you're yelling. But when you calm down and you go, Lord, because you'll feel bad about whatever it is you did, Lord, and He'll be very gentle. He'll say, you know, um, your wife's not the problem. You know, uh, your husband's not the problem. And I don't want to ruin the surprise for you when that happens. But <laughs> it's going to be you. You're the problem. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I don't want to, I want to break the surprise. So when God tells you, you could be surprised still. The problem is who? It's you. Interesting that the very first thing that happened after 
the fruit was eaten and the knowledge of good and evil was released. <laughs> Adam blamed his wife. Now then I know how to judge things. It's that woman you gave me. Yeah. No, it's you, Adam. No, it's you, Eve. Well, that's not our fault. The snake. Why'd you let the snake in the garden? Like, why'd you even let him in here? He'd convince us. All he did was question me. God, not me. All he did was question what I said. Did God really say that? That's all it took. That's still all it takes. You yield to the Holy Ghost. You hear the Lord, Lord, show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. Where is it I'm falling short? Where is it I'm falling short? Where? Where? And he gives you revelation about yourself. And you're like, thank you, Lord, for showing me that. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I pray in tongues and release that situation off of my life. And then your spouse or somebody else says something or does something and it causes a reaction in you again and it comes back up again. And what's the thing you'll feel and hear in your spirit right away? Did God really say that? You were free from that? I don't think you're free from it. God didn't say he set you free from that. Look. You're still, you're still walking in that. You're still walking in anger. You're still walking in that frustration. You're still walking in that sin. Did, re did God really say that you were free? Did God really say that he was setting you free from all that sin? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, he did. same stupid argument and we fall for it every time. Did God really say? Well, I love you. I really do love you. I pray that you will seek the Holy Spirit in everything that you decide you want to do in life. Who should I marry, Lord? What should I eat? What should I drink? Where should I go? Should I take that job? And just pray about it. You ask the question, God will answer you. You know how he answers you? I don't think, now I'm not saying this for a fact because I don't know how the Holy Spirit can work with you because I believe like everything else on this entire planet, we are all individuals and God wants to have an individual relationship with you. 
And the way he interacts with you is the way he interacts with you. The way he interacts with me is the way he interacts with me. I cannot say that you will not hear a booming voice in your head or even out loud saying, Do this, says me. He may do that. And I think if he does do that, I think you're probably one of the most stubborn people who ever walked the planet. I think that's why he has to do that sometimes. I know that's why sometimes he had to speak really loud to me because I was so stubborn and I was so intellectually minded that he had to hard in order for me to receive it. But normally what happens is you say, Lord, should I take that job? And you will have what they call a check in your spirit, an uneasy feeling, not peaceful. If you feel peace, the reality is you may be set before you two jobs, three jobs, four jobs, and you choose. God might not care which one you take. So you may ask, Lord, which one of these should I take? And you may get nothing. Because maybe he'll use you no matter which one you do. Maybe he doesn't care. It doesn't make a difference. It really doesn't make a difference. Maybe he'll be very clear. Lord, should I do this job? And you'll get nothing. Lord, should I get this job? And you'll be anxious. Lord, should I take this job? You'll be anxious. Lord, should I take this job? And you'll be anxious. Mm -hmm. The only one that I didn't get no anxious feeling was the first one. So that's God speaking to your heart. Take that one. That's as simple as it can be, to be yield to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it might take a longer time of prayer and fasting and all kinds of other stuff. Yes, I said the F word. Sorry. Fasting. Sometimes some unbelief only comes out with prayer and fasting. Which kind of prayer? What kind of fasting? Ask God. I would say praying in tongues is the prayer he was referring to. It's interesting to me that fasting and praying in tongues does the exact same thing just for different parts of your being. So praying in tongues brings that stuff for self-edification from the inside of your spirit, inside of your feeling, emotion, and brings it to the surface and allows God to get rid of it. Fasting physically takes the toxins that are being stored in your body, the fat that's been stored in your body, the uh, unhealthy cells that are stored in your body, and brings it to the surface and releases it physically out of your body. So you can be clear. So fasting and praying do the same thing. One's physical, 
One's spiritual, but they have the same process. Interesting. So God's saying in that moment, unbelief is partially physical, partially spiritual. And sometimes it requires both to be done at the same time to get rid of that unbelief. Okay, I think that's long enough, this podcast. Like I said, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, God, I love you, 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 I love you. You are such a good God. I thank you for everything that you've done for me. I thank you for everything you've done for all those who are watching. Lord, bless them, bless them, bless them. Show them how to... Speak in tongues. Show them how to be yielding to the Holy Spirit. Show them how you can help guide their lives through the difficulties that are to come and that are here right now. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you so much. I hope you receive the Holy Spirit. And just so you know, sometimes... If you're not, if you're just beginning this praying in tongues, you might not always sound like I sounded. You may just have a word that you repeat over and over again. It doesn't make any difference. At one time, when I was walking and praying a lot, I would just be like, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And even though it's the same thing over and over again, I know in the spirit, I was praying deep abiding truths about myself that I needed to get rid of. Negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative emotions. So whatever you require to do at the beginning just to get going, just to learn how to yield. Nothing is going to be more important in your life than being able to yield to the Holy Spirit so do it. I love you. Be blessed. See you next time. Bye-bye.